0: No <laughs> <laughs> the Los Angeles Los Angeles I, It
1: was Hollywood night nice. She goes to California Oh, California. California. California
0: California
2: What you say about Los Angeles LA got the people saying
1: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to
0: Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman. Getting you ready for a big game coming up against Charlotte this weekend. It is going to be a Memorial Day weekend, Uh, maybe a long weekend. Hopefully, it'll be short in terms of good news and long in terms of celebrations for the LA Galaxy. We're going to get you over the LA Galaxy's win in the Open Cup over LAFC. Galaxy yet to play MLS competition in the Open Cup. We're going to talk about that and, and how that out goes. We got stats. We got a whole bunch of other fun things. Uh, we're glad we're back. All that fun stuff, and uh, helping me through this one. He's back again. Glad to have him. his Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira? Eric, how's it going, buddy? We're back for more.
2: <laughs> we won an El Tráfico. Everyone's feeling healthy. We're playing good Charlotte. You know, we got we got the good vibes going. So. All, all the good times are happening. So. They've, Glad they've, we're back. You know, yeah. I know you missed Monday's show, so yeah. I'm just kind of jumping right in the mix here.
0: No, no, I, I understand. I understand. No, I, I mean it's it's one of those is is are the LA Galaxy having their Efrain Alvarez moment? This is this is, the, this, is <laughs> their their one, t- this is their, their time. this is yeah, their time. This is the
2: That's highlight kind of, of the season. This is, yeah,
0: this, this is where it is um, for sure. Uh, yeah, back. Uh, didn't have a show on Monday. Apologize for that. Um, just I, listen. First of all, you guys are awesome. Uh, I got so many messages. I mean, Eric texted me as soon as I said there was no show. I like that I have put together a a, a schedule of which if I, something doesn't happen, like yeah. if a podcast doesn't happen, that something <laughs> must be really wrong in order for that to ha- happen.
2: Yeah. Wellness checks were definitely in order. Re- if y- the yeah. podcast doesn't fly like... Let's get, let's get the, you know, yeah. uh, the squad cars, you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> flying in. Yeah. I never have to worry about dying in my room, uh, and, and decomposing slowly in my house. Somebody, oh. one of you guys will call the call and be like, there's been no podcast. You guys don't yeah, understand. There's been no podcast.
2: Yeah. Worst case scenario, it's Monday night. Cause then you have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, but yeah, you, you're, you're probably in good shape. Yeah. That yeah. I got really dark right there.
0: Yeah. I was going to say after Thursday, it could be a whole weekend. You're right. We yeah. would Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that, that might be, you know, hopefully it's not during the summer. Um, no, the uh, so, so what had happened on Thursday night? We all remember that uh, my wife was out of town and I was watching my son, and so he climbed in my arms, I think, for the last 10 15 minutes of the show. Yeah, he was our our, th- our wingman, our third co host, he was, he was, and so he was hanging out there for a little bit. So, uh, I was like, okay, he just misses mom, you know, the whole deal. So, after that, uh, we put him to bed, and then he woke up, and the, you know, a couple hours later, he had a fever of like 102, 103. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is interesting, and so. Um, you know, basically he slept in my bed that night and as he did for most of the weekend uh, once he was sick. And so on Friday morning, I took him in to the doctor immediately because I'm like, well, that came on pretty sudden. They were like, oh, he has bronchitis. And I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's no fun. You know, that, that stinks and the whole deal. And so, so, and he's had some he has some issues with this and we've been working on him. So the whole deal, but I basically, you know, I didn't go to work on Friday and he slept like on me next to me, touching me for the whole like day, uh, feeling gross and all this stuff, waiting for the medicine to sort of <laughs> kick in Saturday, similar, which was, you know, sleeping whenever I think at one point he was up at 1am because he had slept and he was sort of feeling a little bit better. Yeah. And like the whole day I'm like, Wait, well, he's like, so he's like, daddy, what are we going to do? And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, we're going to bed eventually. And so then he yeah. slept in my bed again sleeping with a toddler never a great idea uh, if you like get kicked in the ribs it's um, it's shocking how much the littlest people take up the most space on a bed he's, yeah. he's like this wide and he yeah, takes there's the, no the,
2: way it should take up that much space yeah
0: the, the whole deal was just uh was just crazy and then the worst part is though like i don't know i'm sure you and your wife have a side of the bed you sleep on right yeah, and, correct. And if you go to any bed, it doesn't matter. You know you're on this side. Yeah, I sleep o- on the left hotel side. stays, yeah, yes, we have yeah, our yeah, I sleep on the left side. My wife sleeps sleeps on the right side. Um, and so it's like it's just I. That's as you're looking at the bed, not in the bed. Yeah. On the in bed, I'm on the right side, she's on the left side. So, just okay. I don't. I don't. am oh,
2: we're, we're reversed. I'm oh, a left. Oh, so
0: facing, we could we could share yeah, stage we, stage left. We could share a bed then. We're fine. We wouldn't be taking up <laughs> yeah, anybody. Road,
2: road trips, we're we're safe. We're, we're good. good
0: shape. Okay, good. Um, so, uh, so we doing that, but he likes, he always sleeps in my spot whenever he sleeps in the bed, because most of the time my wife is there and then I go and sleep in like the other room or something like that. Right. Do that. So he wants to sleep in my spot. So then I'm sleeping in my wife's spot, which is not That's conducive insane. to sleeping. The,
2: the, the curves aren't in embedded there.
0: Yeah. Right. So we did that. And so he got better. And on Sunday he was ab- even able to go over to my mom's for a little bit and like he was playing, but he had hurt his neck too. So he had this stiff neck everybody's sort of worried. He has meningitis at the same time. My wife is, you know, all the way across the country in Tampa. So we're trying to figure this stuff out and we're going to the doctors and like, we're trying to, yeah. he can't move. He's turning like this, you know, like how you do whenever you hurt your neck. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So on Monday I went into work for about 30 minutes and they're like, bring him into the doctor. So I came back, picked him up from my mom's house, took him back in. And they're like, no, I think he just hurt his neck. So he had a stiff neck and he had bronchitis. And every time he coughed, he would hurt his neck. Yeah, and so then he would scream. Him. And then, oh, it was it was a nightmare. So Monday. Right. Uh, and mom's
2: not there. And mom's not
0: there. You. Right, exactly. So I was single parenting. By the way, shout out to the single parents. Huge shout out. I don't know how. It, that yeah. includes my ex-wife, by the way. I had said this on the Discord. That includes my. I, I don't know how y'all did it. Uh, I was left alone with the kid for four days. He went to the hospital twice and I, you know, I was having a <laughs> mental breakdown on Monday. So I
2: that, that's a fun phone call with the wife, too. I've been there when, <laughs> you know, my wife's travel. It's like, you know, the, the house is still technically all together in one piece. But yeah, some things did go awry.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was great. So uh, but anyway, he was he's fine. He's mending. He's feeling better. He's at he's been at school this whole on Tuesday, Wednesday, English. Thursday. So he's he's back. Um. So but thank you for the for the kind words. I do apologize for no show on Monday, but I was not in the headspace to even attempt to do a show, although I'm sitting there talking to Kevin on the phone. I'm like, I kind of want to do one, though, because I really want to talk about this DC United game because it makes me angry because I see everybody saying, oh, that's the worst game and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't the worst game. It wasn't the worst game. In fact, it was one of the best defensive games the Galaxy have played maybe all year. And then Jonathan Bond. Uh, goes goes a little sideways, which by the way, Jonathan Klinsman tried to do against LAFC as well, right? Like there's that was some,
2: a close call. I was like, some... yeah, those that was those that was not what I wanted you to learn from the weekend. Yeah, Kling, Jonathan Klinsman.
0: <laughs> by the way, Living Color says, uh, "Damn, Josh been married twice and I can't get a girl." I know it's <laughs> who, who would have guessed. Uh, it do
2: be like that. Yeah. Two is enough.
0: <laughs> two is enough. By the way, I'm just telling for everybody out there, two is enough. You should probably stop there. This is that's it. Um, that that should work. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought the defensive performance with Jalen Neal uh, playing against Beneteke. I thought that Casares playing there against him. I thought they were blanketing him. I thought they were keeping him. I mean, DC United wasn't in the game. It was a it was a lot of nothing, and I agree with yeah. that. Like there was not kind of lot- like
2: those those little XG ch- chances that we always talk about the yep. Galaxy are really attacking. We saw a lot of that. Correct. And, uh, and again, this is where I, sometimes I feel like I make a really terrible co-host because uh-huh. like I don't give you the Opposite, you know, yin, yin to your yang because I'm with you. I saw I didn't see a bad team for the first 70 minutes But I saw a really really bad team for the last 20 minutes and, and it, it was on bond And I, I'm glad that he owned up to it in the press conference. He said hey, that was my mistake We were playing really well I made those mistakes, and then everything just unra That was the breaking point where everything unraveled. And I don't know if that's, you know, a mental thing or or whatever happens after that. It obviously, was a mental thing because we saw how well they played in, in the first seventy. But it was almost like a reverse galaxy performance that we've seen this season, where they make the early mistakes, and then they grow into the game, and then look dangerous as the game goes on. This was they looked dangerous and had, you know, a solid performance, and then it all it all fell apart. And I think that's why you saw the reactions. Yeah, of people I get saying, it. I guess was it. the worst game because th- that last 20 minutes was a- about as bad as a lot of 20 minutes as you could play.
0: Well, and apparently Vanny was asked about it afterwards in the press conference. I didn't get to go to the press conference. I was still in, in peak Jake. I got to t- tweet some of the game while I was watching it. And then, uh, then it was take care of Jake times, that type of thing. Um, but, you know, watching that DC game and and then apparently people were calling, you know, the players out and they're saying, oh, well, you know, they didn't even try. I'm like, I saw, you know, Cosarus laying his body on the line. I saw Neil, laying is what I saw a defense that was committed to keeping a zero um, and then bond screwed it up and listen this team is so fragile it's not the sign of a healthy team by the way that how yeah, fragile true. and this was true last year too thing. right yeah uh, yeah the
2: fact that they 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 wilted and like you can take the positive and say they played well for 70 minutes but if you you know make one mistake and everything falls apart that that is a sign of fragility that right. is a sign of you know, um, you know, instability or or whatever it is or mental mistakes or coaching or whatever it it, that uncovers a lot of things as well. So saying they played well for the first 70 minutes is not sugarcoating it. It's the truth. But then there there are a lot of questions that you ask when it goes wrong like that.
0: It's atrocious. And by the way, I I see a lot of people saying, oh, well, you know, maybe Brogman should have shouldn't have played bond into that situation. Sure. okay, but also kick the damn ball. All right. And that goes with Jonathan Klinsman in the LAFC game as well. Both of those goalkeepers had a chance to clear the ball whenever it got to him. One time, clear it, take it, get it out of the way. You don't have to be fancy. You don't have to do anything. Just get it out. And even Greg Vanny said afterwards, he was like, we've talked about this. We've talked exactly about that. That sometimes when you're in the back and you're playing there, that you just have to clear the ball, that you just have to take care of business and clear it out. The, I understand the yeah, want to play it out of the back, but that is not always the solution. And, and uh, I know a lot of people, uh, somebody brought up, they said, well, look, both goalkeepers did it basically in two games in the, in two games um, in the last two games. So it must be a coaching thing. No coach is going to tell you to sit, tell a goalkeeper <laughs> to sit there and say, Hey, play with the ball in your box and and see what happens. They want to play out of the back. That's a th- philosophy, but you also know sometimes you should just kick the ball. And that's what those guys should have done in both of those cases. Bond got well, but, punished and, and Klinsman didn't.
2: That, that's the nuances of the game and being a professional because I, I, I'll i I'll jump on the counterpoint of that. Here I will be the into your yang there. where Because you saw it twice, it obviously is a coaching decision and you could tell that the team has been coached up and probably yelled at during a practice or during a game or at a halftime on more than one occasion. We can't just give away possession. Like We need to build up out of the back just kicking it without purpose, like, that's that's not what we should be doing. So that is ringing in the back of those goalkeepers' heads, possibly, that, you know, my coach has yelled at me for just blasting the ball. I'm going to try to build it out of possession. I've seen some defenders in front of me, you know, with good feet, kind of get out of sticky situations. Why can't I do the same thing? So I, I, I see the argument of this being a coaching thing. You saw it a lot with Greg Berhalter in the U.S. national team when they were early on in his tenure – And uh, I I think it was Zach Steffen got got a lot of grief for making some mistakes in the back, very similar to the mistakes Bond made. And that's that is a coaching. Uh, you know, issue or whatever you want to call it, because they have been coached up to do so. But where your soccer IQ is and where you make your money as a professional is knowing the difference. Right,
0: right. right. And and Matt says, clear it to what winger? No, no, no. I don't care if it goes 20 rows deep into the state. I don't care if you give up a dang corner kick. In some cases, anything is better than being caught in possession as a goalkeeper Listen, you can dance and you can get away with it a couple times, and you always can. But that means you're going to get caught a couple times. Well, this is better safe than sorry. And the Galaxy are not a good enough team to not play better safe than sorry soccer, especially in those positions. So
2: yeah, you're better off kicking, kicking, giving away possession, and you know, booting at forty yards, and then someone makes a spectacular play, makes a forty yard run, and you know, puts it in the back of the net. If they jam it down your throat, hey. You deal with it, but when you make the mistake and you look full, that's, that looks 10 times worse.
0: It it looks, it looks really bad. And again, that's like just sort of a brief on the, on the DC game is that the bottom line is you, you don't score any goals right on the road. Um, I think they're at 595 minutes now is, is the, is the uh, amount of goals that they have scored. They scored one on the road. It was in like the 35th minute of the first game against Dallas They've now gone 595 minutes without scoring a goal. It uh, was so long ago.
2: I, I saw the last you saw road the goal. Like, like in person, you did. <laughs> and I haven't seen the Galaxy play in months.
0: I know. And that's that's a problem. Um, You know, just looking at, at all of these things and, and sort of how it is, I, I brought up the stats. It's stats that I want to talk about more. But the LA Galaxy have been shut out in six of their seven, I believe, road games that they've had. Almost basically, um, you know, half of the games that they've played, six times out of 13, they've been shut out. All right, two of those were draws, the only two points that they have on the road, but otherwise they lost 3 to nothing on the road, they lost 2 to nothing on the road, they lost um, you know, 2 to nothing on the road, they lost 3 to nothing on the road. This is this is getting gr- gross in terms of the mismanagement of the offense. This is an offensive problem anymore. I've looked at the stats. I can tell you, the defense is giving up more goals than they did last year. Yes, they are, but the offense is scoring less than half the number of goals right right now the galaxy are averaging scoring a less than a goal a game like they're going to score 28 goals in 34 games
2: that's not good right you got to score at least a goal a game if you want to get some wins
0: i figure i mean either your defense has to be perfect (laughs) which is really hard to do in major league soccer have perfect defenses um or you need offense and listen in this game in the columbus game in any game that we've seen whether it's jovelich or chicharito and listen chicharito falling off a cliff eric Fallen it's, off a cliff. It is bad and you can see it. And it's one of those a year too long. You got him a year yeah. too long. You and Ending it last the, year would have been great. Year too long.
2: The, the frustrating thing is we all see it and we all saw it coming last season. And I think as good of a season as he had last year, we saw a lot of these mistakes and a lot of these issues of him not being as sharp. Like he scored how many goals last season? What was it? 12 18. or 13? 18.
0: Well, a- who would? Chicharito? Chicharito? 18.
2: 18. So eight, that's a lot of goals. But even with 18 goals, there he could have been 25. You know, there were seven or eight chances. You think about penalties. You think about you know uh, sitters that that were missed. It could have been so much more. So you say, it was a great performance, put in a great season. But I think we see the signs that this could fall off a cliff, and we're seeing it fall off a cliff, which given the situation with Douglas Costa, given the situation with not being able to bring players in in the summer, the lack of winger depth right now, its like, where are the goals going to come from? And so I, I think you are going to get a little bit of heat, you know, from saying it's an offensive problem, not a defensive problem, when the defense, you know, eight eight three goals in 20 minutes. Yep. But if you're able to score some goals, it does change the dynamic of the game. You know, if, it's, if you, Bond makes that mistake and it's, you know, 1-1, the, there's a different tightness, there's a different, you know, way that the, the, uh, the, te- the teams count and go after each other. So the offense does make a difference in, in, in having you go. And so when you're not scoring a goal in a game, you know, it's, it's very, very difficult to win. Super obvious thing to say. But, you know, the pieces in the offense just aren't clicking right now. It's, it seems like everything but that final touch is getting there. It's like, okay, the, you know, you put Boyd in there, you can get some balls inside – You know, Puig doing his thing, he can get in the box and and make some magic happen. We'll talk about you know those two players in particular with midweek. You know those pieces can be there, but that finishing touch isn't 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 there. And I think Dejan Jovalic also needs to wear some of that as well. With the amount of games that he started, and he had his goal off the bench and uh, um, you know last week um, to make that work. But that that's that's the one highlight. That's his speaking of Efrain Alvarez moments. That's his one moment of the season. He needs to step up and do a little bit more as well.
0: Uh, $5 super chat from Raphael. My favorite pod experience is a live COG. Second favorite is a recorded COG. I'm saving this one for later tonight. Thanks as always, guys. Uh, Raphael, we appreciate it. That's very nice. I like it.
2: I was going to say, you know, you you watch it live and you listen to it. You know, I, I think that there's something to be said. You're, you're, you're one of the real ones, Raphael. Appreciate
0: you. Yeah, Matt's asked me if I've been lifting. Uh, I've been lifting a kid. That's about it. I, I, I that, that counts. That's weights. My, my workout routine is not. It's just these shirts. I, I should say that these are these are nice shirts. They give me a good look. But yeah, Josh has put on. As we say at the train club, I have a little bit of a boiler on the front there. Uh, so you know, <laughs> gotta uh, love. Yeah, gotta love the Caboose train toss yeah. yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, um, but no, I, I mean, to me, it's the offense. It's an offensive problem. That's what's going to continue to be now. We go into U.S. Open Cup. So here we go, whole thing. This is El Trafico. There was a lot of talk about uh, LAFC rotating players. The LA Galaxy, we're pretty sure we're going to come out with an A-team. I joked about it at the beginning, but the LA Galaxy have not faced MLS competition in U.S. Open Cup. Seattle rotated with their kids. LAFC rotated with their kids. Galaxy win 2-0. Good. That's the only thing you can do,
2: (laughs) right? Are you supposed to be upset about that? I saw people that were upset about it because there were a lot of shaky moments in the first half. But you see this a lot in U.S. Open Cup and and exhibitions in particular. When you play either a college team or a lower lower level team, the lower level team can hang with a professional team for about a half. Right. So that was about on track. They 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 gave it to the Galaxy for about a half. But over the course of ninety minutes, the talent is going to show out, and that's exactly what happened. They wore them down and they put them away. So you you can I could understand the frustration with you know having. Teenagers or academy players or wherever you want to cl- MLS next pro, I guess, mm-hmm. is what you would classify the majority of, of those players. And say, man, they, they really made the Galaxy look shaky. But at the end of the day, you took care of business. And whether and this is your crosstown rival, so it did have a little bit of the luster missing because not the marquee players for LAFC weren't even on the bench. But whether it's an A team, a B team, an academy team, you're playing FIFA, you're playing checkers, Connect Four, Uno, Candy you want to beat your rivals. It doesn't right. matter what it is. So you you have to be happy about it.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I always take this from, from my time playing and, and, and sort of my understanding of how things, I always love playing a man down. And I think I've talked about this on podcast. I love playing a man down. I love being the underdog. There's no pressure. And the, the decision-making is taken away from you as well. It's play hundred percent because that's the only way you're going to beat whoever you're playing, right? You're down a man, you know, that it's just go, 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 go. And you don't get to stop. And if you get scored on, that's when it ends, right? That's when it stops. Um, and even then, sometimes it doesn't, right? Especially if you're playing full strength and you're just the underdog. team. It's like, we, have the easiest job in the world. It is so easy to be motivated as an underdog. It is so much harder to be motivated as a team that's supposed to win. The galaxy had all the pressure on them going to LAFC. If they would have lost, they would be the laughingstocks yeah. of the league even more. Right. And of course, LAFC fans would have, I mean, they probably would have taken out an ad and, in, in, you know, at, <laughs> at, at the stadium at yeah. dignity, sports park to remind the galaxy that they lost to a bunch of teenagers. Right. So uh, we saw it in Seattle. And I think you pointed out, we saw it against Seattle. Um, and I even said, I got, by the way, I'm tooting my own horn. I nailed some of these predictions on this. I said,
2: I nailed the DC prediction.
0: Yeah. Three zero loss. You got no that.
2: one. No one tweeted me when they, when I get it right. No,
0: no, no, no. They, don't, they only give it the whole, whole thing. Um, no, I mean, you know, I, I nailed this, which was Edwards started in that game. And, you know, we can talk a little bit about the starting lineup on that, but Edwards started in that game. Edwards is nothing but frenetic energy and it's not predictable. It doesn't fit into a system. It can be dangerous sometimes because it's unpredictable, um, but it can also be dangerous in the ter- in terms of how you defend on the counters and how everything else happens. So putting him on the right side, probably not the best idea either. Maybe he's better on the left-hand side. We can we can argue all those things. I'm just telling you that anytime Raheem Edwards has been on the field for the LA Galaxy, especially this season, it's been unpredictable in terms of what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. And it doesn't seem to play within the system that they're trying to do. So there was nothing created the entire first half. And I, I'll, I'll say it, you know, LAFC probably should have scored two or three yeah. times in that first half. They, sh- they should have been up now. They didn't. Um, and we've talked about Klinsman's blunders on the day, but we should also point out that he had several outstanding he saves. Made,
2: yeah. He made up for it. Cause he definitely had the blunder, but he, he had some huge double saves and just, you know, kind of standing on his head for the majority of the night. Uh, back to your Edwards point, why I, I think I like him as a winger, and this is you know a backhanded compliment, is because when he has the responsibilities of a defender, when he loses the ball, you you're you're exposed and you make it happen at least when he's a midfielder you know that guy loves to just you know try to take a guy on but he loves slamming that ball into the other team's shin guards like and so when that ball goes away at least you have the defensive cover so uh, that's saying someone and I'm someone who kind of likes Edwards and I I like him as a winger and especially considering where we're at right now on our roster depth I think he brings something to the team but you're right in terms of being able to create something out of nothing, that is that is not what he does. You know, if he's able to get in space and whip across him when he's open. Great. But he that's not what we're seeing a lot out of him. So the the halftime changes were, were needed and you saw a huge
0: difference. There. Yeah, I, I sort of theorized that Boyd could come in and sort of stretch things out and not only stretch things out. He had a wonder goal. Great take. Um, I'd love to see him hit a couple of those more in MLS play. Just he's he's like right on the borderline of starting to find some room, and I think maybe really coming into his own. So uh, Tyler Boyd was a was a good addition there. Um, and I, you know, watching Ricky Pooge run through three or four guys, I don't care if they're 19, they're all trying to get the ball, right? That's what's happening. Yeah. And he slulling them and came in and then he celebrated like he's never celebrated before. <laughs> he brought out the messy celebration. He was like, this is a, this is a, you know, an El Trafico. It yeah. doesn't matter who you roll out here. I'm in front of 3252. There's all the people who have been harassing me for the whole game. <laughs> Let me show you, by the way, Zero issues with it. So do not care. Yeah. Um, the fact that Chiellini even like decided to get involved with that and calling. He created a narrative. It, yeah. It, and, great, cool. Um. The, yeah. the old guy's not playing much and he didn't play in this game. And this is a choice by LAFC made LAFC had a week between this game And their title game. I understand them prioritizing the title game. I understand them not wanting to worry about injuries or anything else, especially in a game against the LA Galaxy. It's a difficult game, but that's a choice that they made. And so I don't care what happens in terms of the scoreline. Whoever wins, wins that type of thing. But they made a choice. It's not important to them. And they decided to play it. By the way, LAFC fans decided it wasn't important either because nobody showed up to that game. That stadium was empty. They said there were 16,000 people there. There's no way there were 16,000 people there. Um, Which
2: is part of my argument. If it doesn't matter to you, then you should be happy you lost and you don't have to worry about U.S. Open Cup. I think there were years when the Galaxy were contending. We were actually begging for them to get eliminated from U.S. Open Cup because we didn't want a congested schedule. So I understand that perspective. So you can't be as mad when these things happen. To your point about, um, you know, the team getting up for it, you know, from the uh, rivalry perspective on the other side. If you're one of those kids, this is your chance. You're playing against starters. This is your chance to make a name for yourself, to get on the, you know, regular MLS game day roster. Like, so of course they were going to give it everything. and, And you saw that in the beginning, but then in the second half, you also saw what happens when you're not quite, you know, ready for prime time and for the bright lights. And that's exactly what happened. And in defense of Ricky, here's, you didn't have a problem with it. I don't think you're going to find a lot of Galaxy fans who had a problem with it. I think the only thing is they maybe felt like it was over the top. It was, you know, against kids. Maybe he could have toned it down. But when Ricky Puj arrived, I could guarantee you That it was explained to him that LAFC are our rivals and it's the equivalent to what Barcelona Madrid is in Spain because that's where he's coming from. So that's how you explain it to him like this is what that rivalry is. So from his culture and his environment, from what he's used to, you will punt an infant if they are in the wrong colors. Like that is is what you do. So like I was mentioning, Checkers, Academy, U12 – it doesn't matter. So he didn't care. This is my rival. I'm going to stick it to you. I'm going to rub it in your fan's face. If that's that's what a rivalry is in his culture, and that's what was explained to him, and he acted accordingly. So it is what it is. And someone like Chiellini, you know, who's been playing as long as he has, should understand that dynamic of it as oh, well. Oh, he does. But he does. but he doesn't but, care. But also to that point. That's why he fired back because they're the rivals and he wanted to call them out because he knows this is an important rivalry. That's the guy across town. And he was calling him out because he knows the importance of the rivalry. So you can't get mad at Pooj for doing the celebration and then go and call him a clown in the press conference because you're doing the same exact thing that he does. You're going over the top, going the theatric. So. All that to say, I'm excited for main event of the next WrestleMania: Ricky Pooch and uh, Giorgio Kielini. That should he, be a good time. I,
0: I, did you see uh, Vicky Mercado, who's in charge of uh, communications for the LA Galaxy? She heard him. Um, she heard Kielini say, "Yeah, it. she like, got she, the prime time. She, she like got turned turn around. Like, like I thought I she thought, was going to go after. I did him, yeah. too. I, but I didn't want to <laughs> wrestle Vicky. She would. She would hurt. She would hurt you. Um, she's quicker than she looks. Trust me. Uh, I'm telling you. She would. She would go after. So Kielini better watch himself. Uh, Vicky Mercado's on the on the case there, <laughs> as well. So. Um, yeah, it, you know, the, in, in terms of the play, listen, if you go and look at the stats, it's a, it's a fairly even game. I mean, which is saying something one is again, and I think we talked about it there, it, there tends to be the ability for young teams to over, excuse me, overperform in these, in these situations. Right. And we've seen it with how many times have we seen in the open cup? Remember Sacramento coming in well, and beating at, the LA galaxy, right? Do look you look know, at The look other up? side of the bracket. Yep, yeah. There's there's two MLS teams uh, or, or two uh, lower divisions. I think they're USL times sides um, that are are in on the east. And people were like, "Oh, I wish the Galaxy were playing in the east, and you could play." You, listen, you already got your chance to beat two USL slash MLS next pro did. teams, yeah, right? You Kind of
2: got those teams yeah. already. Yeah. Uh,
0: if we look at the draw and by the draw, the by the way, the draw was done today. Uh, it does pit the LA Galaxy in the West uh, against Real Salt Lake. Um, that game is coming up on June seventh. All right, let me get to my little graphic here. On June seventh um, at six thirty p.m. Pacific time, it's an America First Field um, at uh, at Rio Tinto there in Sandy, Utah. Uh, the LA Galaxy will be there June seventh six thirty p.m. That's going to be that U.S. Open Cup game. The LA Galaxy, when we look at the uh, at the draw here, just three wins away from ho- hoisting a cup. I mean, that's it. If you really listen, you put it
2: that way, it's really that's when it lands. Is yeah, three wins away from silverware is is kind of crazy,
0: right? Uh, I would like to point out, and, and Kevin Baxter made this made me aware of this again the last time. I think the worst team in in MLS history only had three wins all year. It was a DC United team, and they won the U.S. Open Cup that year. All right,
2: it kind of works out that way. <laughs> I, sometimes those are the teams that take it home. You you know. that's it's it's sometimes the ball just bounces that way
0: yep absolutely um so on the other side uh, or on the same side as the la galaxy is chicago and houston dynamo i believe there's another draw after this that will still determine who has home and then it's like home all they'll draw for the next two games uh so should the la galaxy advance past real salt lake there'll be another draw to see who hosts for this game and then the next game and then the final right so there's a chance the la galaxy could host if they get past real salt lake in either of these next two games so keep that in mind You're looking chicago fire and houston dynamo that so the winner of the la galaxy real salt lake game play against chicago fire houston dynamo uh you go to the other side of the bracket we talked about the young teams uh fc cincinnati um doing well in league, doing well in U S open cup. Uh, they're going to get to go up against Pittsburgh. Um, and then I think Pittsburgh just beat the crew um, at, uh, at the stadium that sits right on the river uh, in Pittsburgh. It's gorgeous. It's like one of the cool spots and they had a whole bunch of people there. Um, actually, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pravino. Um, who might be in the chat, but who's on our Discord, uh, basically said, yeah, Pittsburgh Riverhounds won, Columbus Crew 0. They had 6,107 people there right on the river uh, in in Pittsburgh. So that's kind of one of those cool moments that happened. Uh, Birmingham Legion uh, beat Charlotte FC, who are coming to play the LA Galaxy. There were 12,722 people in attendance. Guaranteed there were more people at the Birmingham-Charlotte game than at the LA Galaxy-LAFC game, (laughs) even though they said there were 16,362 people there. Um,
2: those were those were fans who wanted to be there during that time and can we also just take a quick moment to appreciate the Pittsburgh Riverhounds and the Birmingham Legion like that we can go beyond FC Charlotte FC <laughs> LA FC San Diego FC like the Riverhounds the Legion like the, these are these are names these are things that uh, you know the, that American soccer should be get behind i understand you know you want to have that global appeal but we're Americans also, and, and we kind of can live with that.
0: I, I like it. Um, it's fun. It's fun, and it certainly is uh, fun to see. So uh, the other side of the bracket is Birmingham and Inter-Miami, FC Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. So those winners will eventually all collapse. So uh, the L.A. Galaxy, should they advance? Pa- ed- wow, that was like a little southern draw. I was to say, or, which, yes. part,
2: which part of Texas are you staying in? I, I sure.
0: do declare. Um, <laughs> if, if you look at well, that.
2: Real- speaking of Birmingham <laughs> Legion,
0: there you go. <laughs> the L.A. Galaxy, Real Salt Lake. Should they advance past Salt Lake? Would play Chicago or Houston? Houston. Should they advance past that, they'd be in the final against one of those four teams on the right side, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Birmingham and inter Miami. So those are the those are your, are your US Open Cup draws um, as we look at them. Um, and so the LA Galaxy, the fun thing, I guess it's fun. We'll call it fun. The fun thing for the LA Galaxy when we look at the schedule here is that the Galaxy will host Charlotte coming up on Saturday night. Wednesday night, they're in Salt Lake playing an MLS game uh, at America First Field. 6.30 p.m. is your kickoff time for that one. That's a Wednesday game. So Salt Lake versus LA Galaxy in Salt Lake. A week later, it's Salt Lake versus LA Galaxy in the Open Cup. But it's a week. Salt Lake has a game over the weekend. The LA Galaxy do not yeah, it's a good thing. That's a definitely a fortunate bounce for the galaxy. It's a fo- even even when you realize there's some things that go against them, which is having to go to altitude and having to play Real Salt Lake on the bounciest field in all of Major League Soccer, and it's it's going to be a lot of work. But RSL it's has also, to play a game in between,
2: and it's also going to be the second time. So whatever you know, nuances and little bounces on the field, or you know p- patches of grass, you're going to be familiar with it. Uh, and so I think you're you're going to be better the second time around than the first time around. And to your point about you know three more wins, and and they have a chance at hardware. If you look at at this bracket, Real Salt Lake, you know I don't doesn't strike a lot of fear. Chicago Fire, Houston Dynamo, you know am I going to worry about those teams? You know you have two you know division uh, lower division teams. Are are those going to scare you in a final? And FC Cincinnati, Inter Miami, Cincinnati. It's probably the team that scares me the most out of the bracket. Right, but. You you have to like your chances against any one of these final uh, eight that
0: are here. Um, but let's see, they're, they're, everybody's there's been a murder. Yes, we're 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 now going into all of oh, our all of a our lives uh, out. Yeah. Yes, that's right. There's been a murder. Um, let's see. Uh, so so yeah, here's the other thing is, and I'm going to tell you. Do you want to know the key to the LA Galaxy winning winning a U.S. Open? Yeah, uh, a U.S. Open Cup. This is a key. All right. This is and this this is true. Um, the LA Galaxy will win the U.S. Open Cup. They, uh, they have to get past Real Salt Lake. This is a road game. They have to get past Real Salt <laughs> so they, okay, Lake.
2: Okay, yeah. they have to beat Salt they, Real they Salt, been, Salt Lake if they want to win. Okay, right, yeah, I'm, I'm on board
0: go. so far. Um, and then their draws for the next two games are to host both of them. If they host both okay. of those, there's a good chance. They, there's a very good chance they win that U.S. It really does come down to a coin flip a lot of times. Whenever you're talking U.S. Open Cup, the team that hosts the most games usually ends up winning, which is why Seattle was so prominent. In the early years, the US Open Cup, because they always wanted to host every single game when some teams were like, we don't want to host because it costs us too much money. And, you know, we don't we don't want to do that.
2: And and to that point, traveling from West to East is also the trickier of the the two-way travels if you're going to do it, at least in in my opinion. So if you have to go to Houston or Chicago, that's going to be trickier. Right. Or if you have to go to Cincinnati or, or, or Miami in particular, th- that's going to be a little bit harder on the travel schedule, especially when you start looking at yeah. a, where these games are going to land in August and in September, where the schedule is really going to be compacted towards the end of the year with the league's gut break.
0: Here's the other thing. Now I see a lot of people talking about, hey, the LA Galaxy should just go and stay in Salt Lake. And my answer to that is no, 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 no. You go in last minute, you play your MLS game. As soon as that game is over, you come out and you get back. Why? RSL is at altitude. All right. Now, great thing is we have some really awesome people in our discord that talk about this all the time. But I can also I can give you some of this having uh, a done some physiology studies uh, with altitude and the effects of that whenever I was doing uh, my airline management degree at Arizona State, um, we had an altitude chamber. And then we also know how altitude affects people like traveling over distances. The, The key is that unless you can get there two or three weeks ahead of time that there is no chance at acclimatizing because your body actually goes, it's the worst. Like for the first, I think the one day is fine, but then whenever you get into two, day two through like seven or eight, it's where it's really hard to acclimatize. And then if you stay longer than that, you can you can start to acclimatize, but it takes like two or three weeks to really get acclimatized to the to the altitude. So absolutely not. You get on the plane, you get there as late as possible because your body doesn't realize it's at altitude and it doesn't affect it. <laughs> and then you run back real quick and get back down. So your body didn't realize you were at altitude. Yeah. Um, the,
2: you, you saw the, the US national team used to do this a lot when they had to go into Azteca. They would try to fly in as late as possible to try to just get in and get out. And then usually in the second half, is where you kind of uh, had it fall apart.
0: Yeah, it's it's so yeah, you get in, you get out, you go back. The travel is worth it. Staying at a lower altitude is worth it. It's where you can try to get the most advantage from doing these back to back games. And again, RSL plays that weekend. So the Galaxy have that weekend off, which means a team, a team. You don't have to rest. You probably don't have to rotate that much. So
2: uh, and time home with your family days off like that. There's something to be said to enjoying that as opposed to being stuck on the road, you know, playing, uh, you know, Nintendo Switch with Ricky Poosh. So I'm sure, I'm sure, it's tons of fun. But having the R and R in between that is probably a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, the stream. Uh, so we try- finally figured out the stream problem. Yeah.
2: We have a couple other super chats too, but yeah, yeah. Well, hit on
0: that. Yeah, well, I I want to talk about the stream and just the stream has been. And by the way, this was Logan. Logan gave us a five dollars super chat. Says, can we talk about how bad the stream was? um, It was really bad on Paramount Plus. That was the problem. If you went directly Correct. to CBS Sports, you were able to pick it up. And finally, that's what I had to do. But it was not a small problem because. I can usually track where people are on Twitter and I get to see the complaints and I see all the stuff. It was a large problem. It was horrible, Eric. It was horrible.
2: And and I think part of it is, like you said, because it was Paramount Plus, and Paramount Plus is the marquee streamer of all of the options because they have the Champions League and a lot of people who are, are diehards who are set up to watch soccer do so through Paramount Plus. So I think that's why you saw the majority of people going in through that scenario. And that's why they ran into it. Uh, you know, I didn't run into the issue because I was watching on Pluto TV. So just a quick little plug right. for Pluto TV. If you want to, well, it's not going to apply the next game cause it's not on the Golasso network. But if you want to watch American gladiators in TVs, the challenge 90210, <laughs> that is where you go. Pluto TV, it's just always on, always going. So yeah, the issue was paramount plus not the other options. They did mention if you went directly to the CBS website, that was a way around it as well. But once you're in and you're watching it, you're you're missing parts of the game. It, it really is unfortunate. You talk about wanting to grow the game and and all these different things. People are giving Apple a lot of flack for some of the decisions that they made and how they're kind of presenting the league right now. But the stream's always working. I'll always get that. that has not been an issue. <laughs> no. there, there have not there have been some minor glitches here and there. But in terms of like it just being a complete you know s show throughout, Apple TV has not let us down in that regard. So you got to give them credit. Um, you know, for, for being able to at least put a watchable product out on the field.
0: Uh, $20 super chat from Scott. Uh, Scott says, I will be dragging myself to the game. I wish the team would fight as hard as I am. Scott, uh, always thinking about you, bud. Thank you for the super chat. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they want some, they want some motivation, Eric. have Scott give them the, give them the pep talk before the
2: game. Yeah. So, so enjoy the game, Scott, and hopefully they'll, they'll fight out there for you. I have a good feeling about this weekend, we'll get to our predictions later, but hopefully they'll fight just as hard and stay strong, Scott. We appreciate you.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the other parts that I think we missed about the LAFC game as well is Ricky Pooch did miss a penalty kick, right? Uh That happened. Um We talked about Klinsman almost bottling, uh, almost giving away the goals, same as uh, as as uh, Jonathan Bond did. So there was that in that. Overall, I don't think you should take that much from the game. It, it's It was a win. That's what you needed to do. Turn the page You're feeling go. good.
2: Yeah, it makes you feel good it's heading fine. into the weekend. It's yeah. fine. Um, and it's a, a palate cleanse to wipe away the the nasty taste of the DC loss. It's like, okay, th- it's not all doom and gloom. It makes you feel a little bit better.
0: Uh, I, I should point out that uh, Jonathan Tannenwald, who keeps an eye on all of the network TV things that are going, is that Warner Brothers and Discovery sub-licensed all of the U.S. Open Cup signals to CBS. So it's on the goal. So uh, network... Uh, The Bleacher Reports YouTube page will split the quarterfinals and the semis and the finals will be on CBS platforms. It's just like it's going to be a little bit scattered. Remember whenever ESPN sort of didn't do this anymore? Um, You know, this is what you get. The Wild West. Yeah, I I know people complained about ESPN Plus, but I always found it reliable. And I know it was blocked out a lot and there was blackouts and different things. Um, The only thing I didn't like is that it took over for uh, Direct Kick, which was very easy on reporters because they would give us a code and then we didn't have any mm-hmm. blackouts. I've already lived the no blackouts thing. It's great. <laughs> um, so I was well, already yeah. Ready when, to...
2: Once you go there, you can't go you back. You can't
0: go sure. back. It's very hard. And so whenever they went to ESPN Plus, they didn't have a way to bypass that because it was all location based and stuff like that. So then I had to be stuck with blackouts like everybody else. So, yeah. If you
2: more. grew up in the Napster era and like this whole paying for music thing or our m- movies just feels... Feels very weird, right? Once it's all the world's at your fingertips, uh, it just gets—it's really tricky. Uh, the one thing that I do trust, as I almost feel like the YouTube stream, <laughs> YouTube is at least established. Like you're going to be right. better off going to a YouTube stream than going through, you know, someone who's going to be, you know, kind of fumbling through some things. I, I made i make this joke all the time in education that we live in like the worst possible time because we have all these cool technology tools and pieces. But we haven't mastered how to use them yet, right? So there's all these glitches and all these hiccups. So it's cool that we have these things, but it's not working at 100%. So we're in this no man's land where you know we're not riding horses, but the cars are always breaking down too. So we're we're not in that uh, utopia. We're not we're not quite there yet because the delay is also an issue. You know, if you have notifications set, you know, where I was watching, I was about a minute, minute and a half behind, and as Twitter is refreshing and I'm getting updates, I was like, oh. We we got a penalty here, and uh, they're not even in, the, in in the box yet. So right. that's one of those things that still needs to be ironed out with the whole streaming situation.
0: It, it's it, it is, and I, I will admit that uh, Damian Calhoun was at the game. So I was just retweeting some of his stuff before it even happened, before I even saw it, because I was like, oh yeah, here it comes. You know, you can sort of see it, uh, you know, coming down the pipe and that type of thing. So um, interesting. Let's get to some uh, some Galaxy news. Can we close up LAFC? Everybody, everybody yeah, fine with go. that? Okay, there we go. won. Can, we're happy can, about it. Can, can, we, can we just job done? Before we completely close it, can we say um, the announcer said something? They're like, oh, it's a this is a young rivalry between these two. I'm like, these two teams play (laughs) each other other. (laughs) every other week. Like, it's not we it's not like there haven't been games. There have been so many games. The Galaxy and LAFC have played each other more than any other team in Major League Soccer in the last uh, however many years, basically, since L.A. It's so overblown. There should almost be like a chip that says that in the US Open Cup, they can't meet until like the finals, like the the Western, the West side of the yeah. finals, because well, it's so boring. And that's but, what this game. This game was not an El Trafico. You can pretend it was. It wasn't. It was, it was just whatever.
2: You know what it was? It was a teaser trailer, because I think for this July 4th game, um, you know, with the postponement and with issues with the front office and the way the Galaxy season has been going. It's been kind of difficult to get up for a lot of these games, but with how getting that win on the road against LAFC in a in a knockout competition with Ricky Pouge doing the celebration that he did, getting the reaction out of fans, getting the reaction out of you know player important players in that locker room, I think it it provides a nice little breadcrumb leading up to that July fourth game that there's going to be some tension and July fourth will be a heavy duty all hands on deck El Tráfico right and this helped you know, put some of those sparks in motion uh, to make that thing blow up on July 4th. Cause if you weren't, if you, there was trouble getting into it, leading up to it, I think this game and provided enough of a spark to where that's going to be narrative going into that game on July
0: 4th. It, it can be, it can be certainly. And it's going to be a different level for sure. Uh, Mario, by the way, says, uh, gave us a $2, sap, uh, $2 super chat and is trying to put pr- <laughs> listen, Mario is trying to, he's trying to correct my pronunciation of, of, of Goal- So, i'm i'm, I'm saying i th- there's no, more lasso no no the lasso no no there's An accent on the he says the say go ted lasso for Go lasso. i refuse to say it correctly because you gave me two dollars this is part of my thing now <laughs> i will never say it correctly it's now i've embedded in my head to say it wrong um just that way it's now it's way more fun trust me if i started saying it right yeah. you guys would be like oh he says it right now it's no fun you guys don't want that so
2: go look so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I used to have a, a college professor who used to say Wednesday. And so like now it's fun to say Wednesday. You know, when we come to class on Wednesday. So it's just one of those little things that you pick up and you just keep going.
0: Or like Ben You know? Yeah. yeah like that's, <laughs> that's, that's you know. You know. I know. Yeah, I know. okay. Good. Beneflack, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beniflack um so anyway so that's where we said let's get to some news um because some news did break actually before we do that let's talk to this stat uh three lafc has failed to score in only three of their last 66 home matches in all competitions with two of those coming against the la galaxy i don't know if you can really trumpet that that's actually a really impressive stat for lafc uh it's kind of cool for the la galaxy it would be cooler if that was a real el traffico that that happened in um but still it's one of those things mls yeah, came out yeah mls came out with its top selling jerseys uh, la galaxy at number four and number ten um, in terms of the top selling jerseys, I, I think it's really interesting. Nashville, right. With, uh, Hany Mukhtar and Walker Zimmerman at number two, number three, Nashville, Nashville's a soccer city, man. I'm, i I want to go, I want to go watch the game in Nashville. I want to go, I want to go there. We should road trip it.
2: Yeah. It, it was kind of funny on the MLS broadcast. They wished, uh, Kevin Egan, uh, a happy birthday and Seamus. If, if you're into WWE, like I've been into a, a lot recently, he came on and wished him a happy birthday. And he said he's a big Nashville SC, like you know, this big Irish wrestler. Like he's a big Nashville guy. It was just it felt out of place and weird. Right. But it was so cool. But like that, t- that's a testament to if you visit that city, if you're in the area, you know who Nashville SC is, and it's part of the town. It's part of the culture, and it, it's pretty cool to see them going. And I think a lot of it has to do with the man in black kit and the way that johnny cash is kind of tied to that city as well and so that just adds that extra little spice and probably sees why you have them at two and three
0: yeah a lot of fun uh a lot of fun for the jerseys and that type of thing um you know the uh, new york uh they were saying no new york red bulls in this um no new york no new york city players in this either in the top 25 that's also
2: interesting right
0: so um that's a big market that you don't have and that's not sort of trending there um Miami with Joseph Martinez right but Joseph Martinez is a, is a recent addition to to Miami so that's interesting but he, uh,
2: he has like a cult cult status he does. but going back to NYC are we sure that they have a banner and it's just too it's small just tiny, and it doesn't small, show up yeah
0: dude there was a joke on twitter that i can't tell on here that was about small banners and it was it was <laughs> I outstanding saw it. did you see it yeah, I yeah. saw it. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, in a sideways sort of thing. StatsBomb came out and said, "Are di- delighted to announce our partnership with the LA Galaxy." LA Galaxy becomes the latest elite club to sign up for our marketing market leading core data set and Stat StatsBomb IQ platform. Uh, I believe that they were already doing this, so this almost sounds like a renewal more than anything else. It was just sort of a shout out. So those that say you know they don't get stats or analytics or different things, they do um this isn't necessarily the platform at which they go and and analyze players it's more about you know analyzing play and some things like that but still interesting if you like that sort of thing i just again it's stuff that people complain about you should be looking at it and acknowledging that it's there and sort of saying okay got it
2: yeah call it out when it's not but when it's there you have to tip your cap and say what it is shout out mike gray i know he's in the chat on traffico radio as well but he had mentioned that I, I, there's a large number of teams who are already using it, including, you know, LAFC. And so some people were making the leap, like, you know, Will Kuntz joins the LA Galaxy and all of a sudden you have the stats, you know, a- analytics department kind of coming on board to get on pace with the rest rest of the league. Like you said, it may have been a renewal. It may have just been coincidental, but if everyone else is using it, you yeah. don't want to be like, whenever those analytics things come out and it's, you know, the Galaxy are one of three teams not using this service or whatever it is. You always want to be the ones who are using it as opposed to the ones who are not using it. So uh, I'll I'll gladly take, even if it means very little, I'll take it that we're in the group that's not uh, sitting on the outside of this. Uh,
0: Another thing we have to get to is, this is quite honestly your patriotic duty, uh, is to go and vote for uh, Cosmo as the... We need your uh, votes. ...to be nominated into the Mascot Hall of Fame. MLS tweeted it out, first ever MLS mascot to be nominated into the Mascot Hall of Fame. The iconic cosmo um so yeah go vote you can vote as many times as you want i mean get your spam email account that you only like share with like uh you know the the companies that you don't want them to to send you stuff and it's in your junk mail all the time so give them that email address and vote for him as well uh, this is about stuffing the ballot box this isn't about anything other than that so uh vote cosmo for uh, for the mascot and get him in there all right yeah
2: don't fight fair <laughs> yeah, we, right. we, we will do everything we can to get cosmo uh into the hall of fame here so you know we we, we gotta we gotta root for cosmo the, gr- the great and wonderful and powerful Cosmo. You know, do do what you got to do to make sure you get those votes.
0: Uh, DP minutes whenever we look at it. 50.9% right now for the LA Galaxy in terms of the total available minutes versus the minutes played by designated players. Douglas Costa under 10%, 9.1% still injured. Have not heard a great update, uh, you know, on him as of late. Um, also been busy doing some other stuff. Javier Hernandez has played just over 51.5% of the total available minutes. Ricky Poosh uh, over some of those. Here's the, here's the interesting thing. I went and sort of, again, looked at all these and said, okay, so in 2023, the LA galaxy right around 60, uh, excuse me, this is the wrong chart. I didn't want that one. <laughs> I wanted a different one. I
2: was going to say, well, that's, that, that's not what I did my homework on. Yeah, Whose
0: homework is this? That's right. No, I have the chart and I looked at it and I said, you know, this year is a lot like 2018. Um, where 50.7% of the available minutes were were played by uh, LA Galaxy designated players. Now one of those was because I believe Roman Alessandrini got hurt towards the end of the yeah. season as well and so that sort of trashed it and then Giovanni Dos Santos paid 26.9% of the total available minutes but here's the thing in 2018 which I think we undervalued this, this is, team. Yeah,
2: this is the difference.
0: Yeah, those. Were, so your, your designated players were Giovanni Dos Santos, Jonathan Dos Santos, and Roman Alessandrini who played 50.7% of the total available minutes but if you added in Ola who was a TAM player and Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who was a TAM player, 63.5% of the total of elements. How that team not, not win something. That's, that's a ridiculous team. That was a, sh-
2: yeah, that's unfortunate. The, the the way that panned out, obviously mm-hmm. we know how that one ended, but that is the huge difference right there. Where is this season's, you know, Zlatan, Arola, Kamara, you know, obviously Zlatan, that may have been like a once in a lifetime, you know, crack that you get at a player like that. But usually you have someone like we had last season with Ricky Pooj, who's that outsider, that TAM level player who's contributing, putting balls in the back of the net. And we don't have that guy right now. And, and that's really where the Galaxy are hurting. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is par for the course. You know, DPs missing tons of minutes, but usually someone else is kind of making up the difference. Right. And you're regretting it's like, oh man, if we had the DPs firing on all cylinders, then we'd really be cooking. But now you don't have the DPs firing. I mean, Douglas cost at 9.1% is 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 really pathetic you know there's no other way to put it <laughs> yeah, and uh and but and then the other players outside of the dps you know there's no one who's really setting the world on fire <laughs> with the exception of you know maybe you could say Jalen neal but that's not going to get you that's not going to score you tons of points because like we said the offense is really you know where, where this team is lacking you know gustin brogman uh mark delgado they're they're not going to show those type of players are not going to show up on the stat sheet those are the type of guys that are missing
0: uh, let's see, I wanted to get to one more stat that I had, and then we'll sort of close it out. I did want to bring this one up. This is goals for, goals against, right? And so we look at this chart, and we sort of sit there. Now, games played 13, the rest are 34. 2020 2020- was a predicted through 34 games, even though they only played 22 because of COVID. Everything else is actual goals, right? So in 2018, they actually scored 66 goals and had 64 against. It comes out to a whole number because they're projected through 34 games. When you play 34 games, it's what it is at the end of the season, right? So we can sort of look at this. So if we look at 2022, the LA Galaxy scored 58 goals, Right, their, their goals against was 51, so they finished at plus 7 in 2022. Through 13 games, if we project it out over 34, the LA Galaxy are going to score 26.2 goals, 58 to 26.2. 51 goals against in 2022, and 60.2. Yes, we've talked about the increase. It's there, but there's a nine goal increase in goals against and there's a what, 26, 27, 28, 30 goal, 32 goal difference right now between 2022 (laughs) and 2023. There's a stat out there that says that the LA Galaxy have the largest gap in expected goals and expected and actual goals, right? Especially expected assists and expected actual assists. Um, so they're even generating chances and we've seen this, we've seen chances missed whenever they have them, but we've also seen little ticky tacky little XGs that we've talked about somewhere yeah. where they just shoot 17 well, times from outside the box and it equals one, you know?
2: Yeah. And the chat shouted out Tyler Boyd is this, there are outside of the DP, you know, level player who we're going to hang our hat on. He seems to be the one, if the Galaxy are going to have success, it's going to be when Tyler Boyd Boyd is cooking. But to your point, his goals so far have all been, you know, golosos or golosos all all from outside the the box, these rockets against LAFC. So, uh, you know, we need him to start getting in the box a little bit more. Or if he just wants to keep banging him in from there, we're okay with that as well.
0: Uh, By the way, class trends. Yes, absolutely. That was the joke. And yeah. that was it was you are gonna have, go have to read the live chat well, during this. And yeah, and go you're going to have that.
2: to read the live chat. And then if you're going to follow class trends on Twitter, you also have to proceed with caution because <laughs> that's, you know, that's a dangerous <laughs> that's, that's a dangerous game. If you're going to
0: play it, that's, that's not safe for work all the time. I'm just telling you, <laughs> um, I would tell you these standings on everything. But the LA Galaxy are last in the West and last in the entire league. So I, I'm pretty sure you knew that. But I just wanted to make sure that everybody understood where that was. And we've already talked about the schedule a little bit uh charlotte coming which we'll talk about here in a second um and then salt lake uh on wednesday that's the mls game and then uh, the next game after that would be in june and it's the open cup game for the la galaxy all right so that's sort of where it is and then the la galaxy go on the road june 11th and then june 21st they're back home against supporting kansas city and june 24th um colorado so a light june um in there with a bye coming up for the la galaxy as well all right so,
2: so can, can we touch back on the standings just very, very quickly here?
0: Which would where, where you want to talk about? West, West, Western? West, West. OK, standings. yes, go for it. Yeah.
2: Just that it's now starting to separate and look bleak up until this point. We, you know, we were saying, oh, you know, two game run and maybe they're in the mix now with a seven point differential between where they're at and possibly getting in the playoffs. This is where you can start to lose a lot of ground and lose that hope, given the form that the team has had do you expect them to go three games unbeaten? And so now, do you want them to get two wins and a draw? Can you bank on this team to to get that streak happening? Right. So, you know, six points, uh, you could talk yourself into it. Once you start getting into that seven, nine points, th- that that distance starts to get away from you very quickly. And so I, they do need to get some MLS points, even though, you know, uh, Charlotte is an Eastern Conference foe, and that's a right. little bit different. But but you have, you have to get points at home if you can.
0: Um, I, I would like to point out that, uh, there is, there is still hope for the season. I just like to point out there is one, if we look at this chart, um, and I believe it was the 2012 team, uh, the 2012 team was, I think three points better than the LA galaxy at this point. I can actually go look it up cause I have that chart as well. Let's go to, let's go to 2012, 2012 had 11. Yeah. Uh, so two points. So 2012 team was two points better than the, <laughs> than this team right now through 13 games and yeah, they won we- an MLS cup.
2: The 2012 team with Landon Donovan yes. and Robbie Keane yes. and David Beckham. Yes, that one. Oh, okay. okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, just, they also coming that o- out as well. Also coming off of a Supporter Shield, an MLS Cup in 2011. Yes, that team. I'm just okay. saying it's not unreachable. Now, it's a lot harder, certainly, with all the teams that are there now as well. But it's just there is historical precedence that says that a team around this time that was an L.A. Galaxy team ended up winning an MLS Cup. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I'm saying it is possible. OK,
2: yeah, a young center back, you know, making a, a strong impression and Omar Gonzalez right. type guy. Yeah. OK. OK. Maybe you right.
0: could talk me into it. All right. Good. I'll just I'll just keep going. Uh, the LA Galaxy announced, obviously, Pride Night coming up on Charlotte uh, against Charlotte on Saturday, May 27th. Robbie Rogers even put out a little video today saying he wasn't going to be there, but he was always excited for Pride Night. He actually scored a goal on Pride Night. That was a fun. That was a fun. That time was one
2: of back. the best. That was one of the better memories of, of Pride Night was Robbie getting a goal Uh, Uh, that was that was really an awesome moment uh,
0: we got a lot of stuff going on Uh, the pride pregame party we're gonna talk about that here in a second Uh, pride night full display with the stadium decorated in rainbow colors via goals net Uh, la galaxy foundation will be auctioning off those pre-match jerseys by the way this year's Pride jersey is crap, but um, I still support the cause, so I'm I'm okay. I don't like them there, and it's and it's league wide. It's not something like you can sit there and go, oh, the LA Galaxy did bad. No, it's league wide. It's it's just it just wasn't. Well, you have you have yours on, right? This is I have.
2: Well, this is this is my favorite one that they've released to date. Is, is this one? But w- with Pride, this is you know with the flag and everything that it goes into. This is your opportunity to, to go loud. And, and I don't know if we have a screenshot of, of the jersey, but this year because. No. The base is white. Right. And it's just on the sleeves. It loses it. And that's part of why I almost have a hard time with LA Galaxy jerseys with their home colors being white. It just, you know, it it washes. It's very hard to get a white jersey correct and have it look good. So this is your chance to be bold, go with a lot of colors. And it it just it it's not all the way there. And I think the galaxy are hampered by or the MLS is hampered by their own success because their pride jersey have been one of their best jerseys probably the last 5 years consistently every pride jersey has just knocked it out of the park so you know they're allowed to have an off year it happens you know to the best of us
0: I, I i agree with that um all right here's what's happening there's a pride pregame party uh that will kick off early inside Dignity Health Sports Park with Pride Pregame Party which will be hosted by Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules Heidi Montag and Audrina Partridge or Patridge, I should say, from the hills, from six to seven thirty p.m., uh, fans can take advantage of drink specials during the Pride pre-Pride game. It's a whole deal. They also have, um, let's see, I have Heidi Montag in here. I actually had to print out bios because I have no well, idea who some of these people are. I do you do not know.
2: watch The Hills? You don't? Here, here's I, the thing: I, Spencer and Heidi, Spidey, like this. This is my era. A lot of people are bashing it, but like The Hill, I, I, there's a time and a place for this. It doesn't feel like Pride Night was the, the right night to bring. The, you know, this out, like maybe Southern California night, like Orange County night or, or something to make that connection. Um, but that's, that's where it feels like a miss. And I was talking to you this, you know, off air or right. via text, it seemed like they, they picked shows that are popular in the gay community or the LGBT community, but they didn't get like, the answer is Robbie Rogers, Robbie Rogers every year <laughs> right. should be the that's host, it. the MC, right. like, you know, this is – this is, it should be Robbie Rogers every year, but it just seems like to go after, you know, Heidi and and Audrina and Jax, you know, from, from – sadly, I do, I do know this one. Van, Vanderpump Rules. Right. You know, like it just seems like it's a miss. Right. Uh, but – and I see a lot of people, you know, who, who are posting about it. I I'm, I'm, i don't know that I'm the spokesperson, you know, to tell you who's the right person or who's who's the wrong person to get it, but it just feels a little odd.
0: Yeah, I, I think, isn't Audrina Patridge? yeah, she's going to be in there. Listen, three of these guys, and, and Heidi and Jax Taylor... Um, And then we haven't talked about Blake Horseman yet, um, but uh, he was apparently on The Bachelor. I mean, and now he's a DJ and stuff like that. Three of them are represented by the same company, uh, MN2S Talent Agency, right? So that's sort of there. And then you have, you know, Audrina Patridge, who's, uh, who's with A3 Artist Agency, that type of thing. But it just it feels like it's just it's just whatever. I mean, I don't know. I feel and like, was, I, again, I agree with you. We did have we did have a listener write in. Um, I won't share their name, but was like this feels like it's not okay. They're they're part of the LGBTQ plus community. They were like this feels like you could have found uh, you know people from our community to represent us in this, and this is just I don't know. Maybe it's pandering. Maybe, maybe well, do you want to say pandering? I'll, I'll say pandering.
2: It, it feels like it. It feels like. But here's the other interesting thing. And I had this thought, you know, before when I knew we were going to talk about this, like who would be like, you know, if you were going to get someone to come out, who was going to be the best, like, who's the icon? Like you could get RuPaul, but it's almost like RuPaul's almost too big with drag racing and with everything. <laughs> like that's a tough get for the galaxy. I don't know that they can get, can, can get it to show up. And then, you know, the guys from queer, Eye, you know, get, get the cast. I feel like there's other names right. out there that are in the ether that you could have had represent, but I also go back, maybe the galaxy couldn't get those people. And this is. This is further, as far down the list of where they
0: where they went. Yeah. I, I was I was always a bigger LC fan, uh, Lauren Conrad event than anybody. It just there's there's a whole tie in there, and I texted Eric the whole story. But like Lauren Conrad ended up marrying a, a man named William Tell. William Tell was the lead guitarist for my favorite band, which was Something Corporate. My wife and I ran into them. Not, we didn't say hi by the way. We just like bumped. Like we, they were in the you same them, store. Yeah. They were in the same store as us. And she's like, "Oh my god, Lauren Conrad's over there." I'm like, "Oh my god, William Tell's over there." And she's like, "Well, you know they're married." I'm like, "What?" Didn't know. That, didn't so we both broke. geeked out for the same for for like different reasons on all that? So, um, anyway, that's Pride Night going on. Listen, I'm still a huge, huge uh supporter of Pride Night and, and everything that goes on. Uh, if you are there at the stadium, uh, I, I think I'm gonna have a special guest with me. Um, so make sure you say hi to me at, at, at halftime um i have i have i have a fun thing sort of going on um that i'm sure we can we can talk about later but just fun and i'm glad that i get to be there for pride night and i just like to say on this podcast um always and forever uh very much accommodating to to everybody's points of view in terms of uh lgbtq plus um this is this is a safe space as far as i'm concerned uh we'd love to have you we love your support um and so anytime you think we get something wrong let us know we're gonna we're gonna do our best all right so always um yeah
2: and it, it's one of those things and i have seen it even even in this chat there's some things that are popping up kind of going against and i think from my perspective i don't experience you know some of that hatred that people get on on the day-to-day right. basis but when you see it and it have like this is why you need to have these nights and the importance of of the representation there so i get it i'm on board and so i i i not experiencing it firsthand you see how nasty it can get even is in it? in our chat which is a pretty safe space yeah. but but you see how nasty it can get and that's why you, I think you have people writing in and seeing the people who they have representing them and at the galaxy. Like it, That's why it raises question marks. And it's not to bash what the galaxy are doing. It's to say, okay, th- this is we need to be thoughtful with the decisions that we make moving
0: forward. Uh, $5 Super Chat from Architect of Verbal. Always, always great. So, let's see, hold on. Hold on. Do I still have it? I usually still have it. Let's see. Let's see. There we go. We Anytime, anytime. $5 <laughs> super chat uh, from Architect of Verbal. Uh, he says, it's my birthday on Saturday. Find me in the parking lot. If you if you want to barbecue, send me a DM if you guys want to stop by. See, look at that. See, nice. we're getting invited to places. You're not. You don't live here. You can't. You can't, you can't have any. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to miss that. out. But yeah.
2: I do need to, to give a, uh, you know, meet up with the Architect of Verbal one of these days at, at the tailgate. So, you know, I can't do it, but if you can, shoot shoot him in DM. It's good so there, times.
0: You, there you go. Very cool. All right. There he is. Uh, let's get it to it. L. Uh, L.A. Galaxy versus Charlotte coming up um, very, very soon uh, on Saturday. Uh, 7.30 p.m. is your TV start time. 7.39 p.m. is your kickoff time on MLS Season Pass. If you're not going to be at the stadium behind the paywall on this one, Dignity Hill Sports Park again, May 27, 2023. That is Saturday night. Uh, L.A. Galaxy and Charlotte FC. Uh, Eric, are you prepared for, for this one? I, I yes, no. You no. Know, do you want to say today,
2: no? I'm going to give an excuse and I okay, know it's not yes. one that the people like to hear. Excuse. It, it's, no. it's, it's the, it was the kids first day of summer today and they were, they were bored out of their minds cause they had to be at home and watch their devices all day. And I had to entertain them and cook for them and, and, and spin plates and all these different things. So I do not have an, uh, uh a great preview for you this week. And it's really a missed opportunity because you mentioned good, good charlotte, charlotte yes. and i was like that would have been a great opportunity to sneak all those different pieces in there <laughs> lifestyle oh well,
0: so. of the rich and the famous <laughs> that's we we're, were singing that beforehand um it's, a, it's so. a classic alan by the way happy birthday Ver- our architect of verbal uh happy birthday alan has a birthday uh as well so we're very good there um la galaxy charlotte here we go um this is one of those. It's funny because you go back and try to find any history on this. And obviously Charlotte, a new team. This is the FRA Alvarez game. Yeah. You know, this is speaking
2: of peaking at the right time. This is your moment. Ephraim. It's your time to shine.
0: This is, this is absolutely one of those, uh, one of those things. Um, So again, uh, LA Galaxy two eight and three nine points thirteen games played Charlotte five six and three eighteen points fourteen games played uh, the LA Galaxy at home two three and one seven points over six games Charlotte on the road two three and one seven points six games played um, so you know. Fairly similar whenever you look at that. In fact, Charlotte might be better on the road than the LA Galaxy at home. They are. Uh, if you look at the table, uh, Charlotte, ninth in the Eastern Conference, 15th in the Supporters Shield. Uh, streaks for the LA Galaxy one win in their last five games. Uh, Charlotte has won three of their last four. Um. So definitely on the rise. Their last win for Charlotte was five seventeen versus Chicago, two to one. Last loss was five twenty versus Nashville, which, a two one loss as well. Which, yeah,
2: which they have those, but their their most two recent games are losses in Open Cup and MLS. So you are catching them in a little bit of a, a downward trough.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Just looking at at you know what you expect from Charlotte. It's funny because I look at the stats and I sort of try to put some of this together and it seems like Charlotte is a team that likes some possession, right? At 53% overall for the season, that does tend to believe that, you know, they are one of those teams um, that likes to hold the ball. But whenever they go on the road, I think things change a little bit for them. And this is advantage LA Galaxy. Anytime you get a team traveling from the eastern side of the United States all the way to the western side with the travel and everything else is there, there's the possibility that things end up going sideways towards the end of the game. That's usually when you're going to see it. Second half, LA Galaxy can win this game if they're 0-0. Problem is with the LA Galaxy is nobody can trust them to keep the game 0-0 uh, <laughs> through the first half. And certainly <laughs> the if, if they're at 0-0, you know, I'm not sure that you sit there and say, oh, um, you know, this is something that they can they can handle. Um, Charlotte playing sort of in a 4-3-3, at least according to uh, MLS. And we always know how accurate those are and those can be. Um, I, I, I point out Swiderski... Uh, certainly, yeah. um, I would, and only because he's an LA galaxy care ki- killer, Justin Miram, yeah, of course, that's the correct answer. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are
2: those guys who just have your number and Miram, wherever he has gone has always found a way against the LA galaxy. So I have him on my list of guys to watch as well.
0: Uh, you have Enzo, Enzo uh, Capetti as well, who is their leading goal scorer with four. Swiderski with three goals. Um, Joe Zwiak and Lindsay have four assists. Jalen Lindsay, if you're familiar with him, four assists each. Um, so sort of look at how that's going uh, in terms. Then, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. An, another familiar name in the no, in the lineup is Bill Tuiloma from formerly of Portland. He was someone who used to always give the the Galaxy fits a free kick a free kick menace. So if the Galaxy give up free kicks in a bad spot. That's not a guy who you want to see lining up behind the ball.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, again. I, I would love to be positive about the LA Galaxy in any sort of way. Um, the fact is, coming off a win over LAFC, short rest, right? So uh, you know, a Wednesday, Saturday. Um, I I would expect. One is we didn't see Jalen Neal on the bench at all against LAFC, and I'm wondering if there's any injuries or anything that's going on with that, and I haven't had a chance to really dive into it. I'm sort of just barely getting back into soccer. Like Today was my first day to be able to focus and pay attention to a lot of the stuff that was going on, Um, but uh, worried about Jalen Neal. The LA Galaxy got Mavinga back during the LAFC game, so he returned um, Mm -hmm. from injury, so now at least he's in the mix, right? Zavaleta was a guy who was starting. Uh, I don't think you want to see Zavaletta starting against Charlotte uh, in the four through three. We could the, have
2: ended the sentence a little bit sooner. I don't <laughs> think you want to see Zavaleta starting period in the sentence right there.
0: Yep. Um, and so uh, it's funny. Somebody said uh, who watches him for El Salvador. They're like, he's routinely like one of their better players for El Salvador. And it's like, he's just not for the LA Galaxy, whatever it is. Maybe, maybe the LA Galaxy are better than El than El Salvador. I don't believe that. Like, I don't it's, believe that on his face, but I, I don't want to say
2: anything disrespectful. Okay. That will get me in okay. trouble. So I'm just going to remain silent.
0: Um, the, gimmick, the I think the only thing sort of left for us to do is is take a. I guess take a look at the lineup. I, I expect that Chicharito is going to start. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I think you're
2: going to. It's there's, a team. We talk, Vanny has talked about this in previous. You know, with the game being on a Tuesday, there's that's the right amount of days where you want in between, and with the travel being, you know, to. Uh, BMO Stadium, it's not like, you know, they need tons of rest and recruit. That was basically a home game. I think you are going to see a majority starters. You're going to see, you know, basically the A-team, a lot of what you saw previously, unless there's injuries that we no- don't know about. Right. But I'd expect to see Chicharito out there. I'd probably see Boyd in the starting position uh, since he only played a half. Um, but I also have a feeling that, you know, certain players have certain teams' numbers, just like we mentioned about Justin Miram and Bill Tuiloma, even though it's a short history, this this could be this is the Efrain Alvarez game. He scored a banger. He's the one who ruined uh, their opening game. Like this is the game where you put him in and you say, hey, this is your chance. You've scored against this team. You've this is the team that you should be good against. They're going to be you know traveling. I, I compare this a lot to the Austin game that they won earlier in the right. season. Uh, is Austin wasn't looking terrible. But when they came, they just looked like a completely different team on the road than they do at home. And I think you probably are going to see that with Charlotte. You're going to see them. This is not going to look like the Charlotte who's been, you know, peaking and firing in all cylinders. And so that's, you know, that's, that's one of those things there.
0: Yeah, uh, certainly can, can can look that way. Um, I'm trying to think. I think Memo Rodriguez starts. I think you're going to see a lot. Of, I think possibly Tyler Boyd starts as well, um, which is interesting because maybe Tyler Boyd is better off the bench in the second half. It, it, it does feel a little bit that way. He's not going to be a 90-minute guy. And most swingers, by the way, shouldn't be 90-minute guys, right? Like, it, that's a lot of running. If you're doing the winger part, there's a ton of running. If you're doing Those, it well, yeah, yeah correct. If you're, if you're doing it the way that he plays it, quite honestly, it's back and forth and it's everything else in between. Um so there's a lot of running involved in that. So uh, that's where I said you want to do predictions guaranteed. What what do you have for well, five thirty eight first? first? Yeah.
2: 538 and again, c- cover your ears, cover your eyes uh with 538. The Galaxy have a 56% chance oh, to losing. win. They're losing. They're giving Charlotte a 21% chance and then a 23% chance for a tie. You know I like to look at the whole slate. The Galaxy are tied for the second best chances of all MLS play this weekend. And that makes me extremely nervous because whenever they are, you know, the highest percentage to win or the second highest percentage to win, that's always where it falls apart. Uh, So it makes me a little bit nervous that they're this highly regarded. The only one that has a higher percentage is Minnesota um, with a 57 percent chance to win over Real Salt Lake. So, uh, again, makes me nervous. But I will say 538 starting to trend in the right direction last week, 15 out of 27. That includes all the midweek action. So 55 percent. Hey, that's you know, it's not terrible here in Vegas. You take that. So they're starting to kind of trend in the right direction. Uh 538, but still basically a coin flip. So, you know, take it for what you will. But 56% chance where you want to look is Bovada, the odds. Galaxy minus 135, Charlotte plus 340.
0: So they're they're money money on Charlotte.
2: It it feels like the Galaxy are heavy favorites, unless you really hate the LA Galaxy, which some people you know, really want to accelerate the client out process and want to root for Charlotte. There's money to be made there, but I feel like this is, uh, you know, the Galaxy are going to Possibly get back back on track. With you don't game. bet it feels this. Feels right.
0: You, you don't bet this game, right? This is one that no, you don't bet because really the money is on Charlotte to to upset. And while yeah. the Galaxy have been atrocious, fairly atrocious this year in a lot of different ways, you would expect that in this particular situation, the Galaxy probably do have a slight advantage over Charlotte. Um, certainly not the f- yeah. whatever fifty eight percent or whatever that that's yeah. in that. But um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah.
2: it's one of those. As good as you feel about the LA Galaxy. The odds just aren't in your favor to make this lucrative for you. So yeah, I, I'd stay away from betting on this one. Okay.
0: Period. Uh, Sega Kulabali again, not a
2: financial advisor.
0: Right, that's that's right. Uh, Sega Koulibaly, Uh no update on his injury. Vanny didn't have a timeline for him or Costa. That was earlier this week. I don't know if that has changed here in the last day or so. Right. Um, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that. People ask about Johnny Perez. I believe been doing rehab assignments um, down with uh, the MLS Next Pro guys. Um, but he's slowly, I think, working his way back into things. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll,
2: Speaking of playing the kids, that's a guy I'd like to see,
0: I know, get some,
2: get some minutes on the wing, you know, create, create some havoc. That's definitely someone, uh, who's, who's going to get his chance once he gets healthy.
0: Um, galaxy and Charlotte only played each other once. That's it. It was, again, it was Efrain Alvarez with the wonder goal. Um, it was his moment. So do you, so does he get minutes in this game? Like, do you absolutely play him? Right.
2: I think he does. And so that, that we're getting into predictions. Guarantee be, guaranteed, guaranteed to be, be wrong. wrong predictions. Yes. Uh, I'm going two zero. LA Galaxy win, and I'm calling my shot with Fiend Magic. He gets a goal in this game.
0: Um, I'm gonna go two one. Galaxy okay. lose. Two one. Galaxy lose. Bold. Yeah. Bold. No, they
2: just. All right, you got Adam Logan. Logan is in the chat; he's right there with you.
0: Yep, two one. Oh, good job, Logan. All right, you and me—we're on the same page. Although that scares me because a lot of the things that you say I completely disagree with. So that's okay too. <laughs> now uh, you're feeling worse. Yeah, now now I don't like it at all. I want to change what Can I change it? No, I already locked it in. It was locked in. I pushed the button. It was locked in. So uh, yeah, Efra scores the LA Galaxy's one goal. By the way, i was just gonna say, coming off the bench, <laughs> that'd the, be funny in the 75th minute. Got down to nothing. Uh, Efra and Alvarez scores one from about 73 yards out. He's just—it's just gonna be a wonderful little dipper over the top goalkeepers going to be out of his box for some reason crazy stuff um, I- I'm interested to see if anything has changed with the galaxy I think it's it's it, you can't trust them to say that anything has changed and so now I'm interested to see if something did change um, because now they're going to have to prove it right it's not none of this is like oh good you want a game great congratulations you won it against teenagers you know seattle didn't give them the bump that they wanted really it, well lafc didn't give them the bump that they're winning games but they're not against competition where you would sit there and say oh yeah absolutely the their best win of the season so far i think for me has been san jose san jose was a good team that came in and played absolutely yeah. horrible and i think the galaxy did that to them um so i want to see if the galaxy can do that to charlotte show yeah. a horrible charlotte team that we know is actually pretty good Right. Have them them come in and have them shut them down. And then we can reassess afterwards.
2: Yeah. That's what you're surprising me down a horrible Charlotte team. this is the type of team where they don't have the names that jump off the roster, but this is like a lunchbox team, just a lot of MLS professional soccer players that I think sometimes when you look across the league, you look for sexy signings and DPs and like who's, really setting the world on fire. You forget that you need like your Jeff Lorenowitzes of the world, mm-hmm. your Justin Mirams, and your Bill Tuiloma's. And Charlotte has those guys, those type of guys. And so I think that this is going to be a good competition. You know, you're not going to do it against a bunch of teenagers. Let's do it against some MLS professional soccer players here.
0: I, I was looking at Charlotte's uh, breakdown against Nashville, the, the passing network, and and Nashville just flattened the top of them out. Um, still some width in there, um, but really it looked like clogged up the middle here and pushed everybody sort of back into a receding line. I would imagine Nashville had some possession in that game um, and did a lot of uh, a, a lot of good things because they compressed the midfield diamond almost um, back into itself. So interesting to see. Want to see how the LA Galaxy sort of pull that out? And that oh, here we go. Mr. Ravino has a good one, and we can end it on this. He says, uh, "Does the Galaxy get to eight wins for the season? Over or under eight wins is your number." That doesn't Where count. You, right that, now. that doesn't right count. Right now they're that, at one. They, I, they have, yeah. <laughs> it's not great, Bob. They at two. They have two. Austin yeah. and San Jose.
2: They're at yeah. two. So yeah. six more wins over the course of twenty one games.
0: 21 games, uh-huh.
2: Six wins, 21 games. I don't think they do. They might. I'm, i I would go I would go. Eight is like a really eight, good eight number. eight is the right number. Yep. So good job, Mr. Provino. Eight is the right number. It might be exactly eight, but I'd bet under. Given the way they're playing, I, nothing is telling me they're gonna get more than that a third of the games we've gone through a third of the games and they only got two so you got two thirds more so gonna that's gonna be four more games that puts me at six yeah
0: yeah um yeah i say they get over it they're gonna catch right. fire yeah Fair I, for, I, I remember i'm the one who just said that they weren't gonna beat charlotte so <laughs> and i'm the one the that
2: reason. said they were and i'm going under yes yeah. there you this go this is that's, the
0: one game they're gonna win that's right perfect all right under under people are people are taking the over the under uh always good all right i think about it does it, you have anything else you want to get to or let's wrap it up
2: no i think we're good enjoy the game on saturday thank you yeah so enjoy for you and your and your special guests hope you guys have a great time
0: well i imagine that we absolutely will all right tell people where they can find you let's go all
2: right you can find me at hammer ev9 on everything that's hammer ev and the number nine on twitter instagram and tiktok
0: all right if you're looking for me on twitter it's at jay guesman And of course at galaxy podcast working on corner of the galaxy should have that up in the next couple of weeks uh, there's a whole bunch of bad things that happened, of course, as always. Uh, we'll uh, we'll fix that and get that back up for you. But uh, hopefully I'll see people out at the game. If you're not at the game, make sure you catch it on TV. LA Galaxy versus Charlotte coming up. MLS Season Pass, Apple TV, May 27th, 7.30 p.m. is your TV time. 7.39 p.m.
1: is your kickoff time.
0: All right. For Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to
1: our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody.